You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we've had just a fantastic morning, but uh, Mm -hmm. Brad's going to tell us a little bit more about that men's retreat registration. Right, just as a reminder, we just had a conversation with Steve Sponskowski and Tom O'Keefe about the Made for Greatness men's retreat that Bishop Folda will be leaving, leading, not leaving, leading. uh, (laughs) You better clarify that one more time. I mean, he will leave it at one point, you know, (laughs) when it's over, he will leave. But uh, July 14th through the 16th, so if you do want to get one of those last five slots uh, that are available, you can go to Fargo Diocese, that's D-I-O-C-E-S-E, at uh, FargoDiocese.org slash MFG for Made for Greatness, and then you can click on the link for the retreat and, and find out the details and register there. So, we were just talking about this because it is a Eucharistic uh, retreat situated in the midst of the Eucharistic Revival, the National Eucharistic Revival. And our next guest, we have Will Peterson on, who is actually helping, he's, he's organizing the National Eucharistic Pilgrimages that are going to be leading up to the Eucharistic Congress in uh, Indianapolis next summer. So good morning to you, Will. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for the, this awesome, awesome uh endeavor that you're undertaking this is i I know that there are many of us that are just jazzed about this yes thank you it's exciting for us and you know i I wish i could take the credit there's a a lot of people and and a certain holy spirit who really get the credit on this i'll just be walking but yeah it's an exciting opportunity right now really looking forward to it well share us a little bit about you know the origin of the modern Catholic pilgrim, you know, how are you uniquely qualified to lead this uh, National Eucharistic Pilgrimage? Tell us about that. Sure, yeah, so Modern Catholic Pilgrim is the Catholic nonprofit organization that I founded. Gosh, well, we've been around for six years, a nonprofit for almost five, and really with that mission to do walked pilgrimage here in the United States with the idea of deepening faith and building community. So we've been doing walked pilgrimages of varying distances and types and endeavors all around the country for years now, and got connected with the executive director of the National Eucharistic Congress, Tim Glemkowski, and Bishop Andrew Cousins, of course, the chair, you know, and overseeing the whole revival. And we were able to take some time last summer to really dive into, okay, what could it look like to engage young adults, in this National Eucharistic Congress and the wider revival movement, and then, of course, engaging just other Catholics who might not be able to attend the Congress in Indianapolis in 2024, or, you know, just to get them a bit more involved with the larger revival movement, that encounter, you know, with the risen Christ through the, through the sacrament of, of the, you know, the Eucharist, and then that, in, that missioning, right? Mm. But, you know, when we're sent out. So, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're really looking forward to doing something that's pretty unique, I would say, next year. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, this is, uh, for, for your awareness, I don't, uh, when we can talk about the four routes here and, and that sort of thing here in a minute, but, like, is there anything else like this that happens anywhere? This is, I, I think it's such a, I don't know, a monumental moment in the history of our country that there's going to be this pilgrimage across the entire nation uh, to this Eucharistic Congress. 
Yeah, well, when you say that, you know, my, my stress levels get a little higher. <laughs> when it comes, I, do. I, 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 I told someone recently, I said, I do, I do get nervous saying that it's unique and, and when we're talking about a church that's almost 2,000 years old and, uh, you know, it's so rooted in so many wonderful ways. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not aware, no, of certainly any, anything that's quite to this magnitude or this level of engagement of, you know, uh, especially this combination of both pilgrimage and procession yes. that the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage will, will undertake. So I do think we're doing something uh, a little bit different in a way that people really asked for and are calling for, and, and we're excited for where it leads. Of course, where it leads to Indianapolis, and then what goes on beyond that. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm just like, visions are coming into my head over salvation history, you know, of pilgrimages and stuff, and how incredibly... Uh, special it is. Yeah, it's unique for the United States, but when you think of how far people would walk, right. you know, to the temple or, you know, things like that, and like, wow, the source and summit of our faith, the body, blood, soul, and divinity, and this heightened moment of this Eucharistic revival conference of, I mean, yeah. God bless you for yeah. doing this. This is really cool. And one of the things that, that makes it unique that you just mentioned a moment ago, that this isn't just a pilgrimage, it's also a procession. So talk yeah. about that for a moment. Sure. So it was uh, determined, so I should make clear, Modern Catholic Pilgrim, our organization is really like doing the logistics, right? Of What we're doing is we're enacting the overarching vision and direction of the Congress. And so we're so blessed to have Bishop Andrew Cousins and then Tim Gomkowski and his team of the Congress really you know, pushing forward the vision. And, and the, so there's this great vision that, you know, we are journeying to Christ, as we do on all pilgrimages, right, where you journey to Christ, but we're also journeying with Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and in Christ, uh, you know, in the real presence uh, there in the Eucharist. So this idea that, you know, it was this, like, what if, you know, what if we could have Eucharistic procession for miles, day after day, for ultimately 60 days on four different routes, with these core perpetual pilgrims, who'd be these young adult Catholics, with with priest chaplains who are accompanying them for you know a week or two at a time, and they just make that journey across you know through the highways and byways of our country from the four you know sides of it, northwest, east, and south, to conclude there at this sacred site and, and to encounter Christ again there. In, a, in just one of the most powerful ways I can really imagine, uh, as we say, for, for people here in the United States at this time. I mean, it's just, it, it's bizarre. I, I can only imagine from the outside that when you were, uh, you know, lining up, founding Modern Catholic Pilgrim six years ago, like, this sort of thing wouldn't have, couldn't have possibly even crossed your mind <laughs> that you would be no. involved in something like this, right? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. And that's, again, that, that, there's those Holy Spirit confirmations. Uh, yeah. like, it's just like, okay, you know, you just got to offer it up. And, you, and that's where, I, you know, people talk about your five-year plan. I'm like, listen, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> things a lot can change. It's so, pretty yeah, puny we're, compared we're, to what God's yeah. five-year plan is, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's exactly, you make a good point of the sense that, you know, people look at it like, well, this is a little crazy. Well, it's like, well, yeah, because we're not totally dependent on ourselves here. Like, we're trusting that there's a higher power who's going to make this stuff work. And so exactly that, of we're not trusting in ourselves on this one. Uh, we are just so blessed. And then so blessed to have wonderful teams. And uh, Bishop Cousins was, uh, was wonderful to have that sense that we should identify diocesan point people for each of the dioceses through which the pilgrimage travels. And we're covering 
somewhere around 65 dioceses along wow. the four routes right now. And so those people just helping open doors and allowing us to engage with the local church in each part of each journey uh, in a real way. And I love that aspect of it, that it's going to have local flavor. You know, there's going to be a difference if you're on the Juan Diego route out of the south versus coming across, you know, the western plains on the St. Sarah route. You know, there's a difference coming down from the north and, and coming from the east coast and engaging with dioceses and, and how people are experiencing Christ and the revival right in their own, you know, homes. Okay, you just piqued my interest there. You named two of the four routes. Tell us about the four routes and how the starting locations were selected. Uh, yeah, just go into that for our listeners. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of this is I'm parodying, again, the, the vision of, of, of the Congress and the, and the revival and Bishop Cousins and Tim, but this sense, uh, I know there's a twofold idea with, the, with where we're starting and how we're doing it, but one was, again, that idea of, I mean, let's just cover the whole country coming from the north, south, east, and west. And so those cardinal directions really identified, in a way, our starting points. And then also there's this sense of the four routes ultimately forming, you know, like the shape of a cross uh, as we come to Indianapolis, which is a beautiful idea as we're sanctifying the country, you know, uh, walking across it in with the Blessed Sacrament exposed. But, yes, yeah, so there's four routes. When we talk about the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage, the pilgrimage has four separate routes of that one pilgrimage. So the Marian route, named for Our Lady, comes out of the north, starting at the headwaters of the Mississippi River in northern Minnesota. So there's this sense of, like, this American iconic river. We're starting at the headwaters of it. And it's named for Our Lady because we get to stop at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Champion outside Green Bay, formerly the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. And uh, that's the only Vatican-approved Marian apparition here in the United States. And with Our Lady of Guadalupe as the patroness of the revival and, of course, of the Americas, we thought it would be appropriate to give one of the routes to Our Lady, and especially the route where we know Mary appeared to uh, a young lady up there uh, in Champion, Wisconsin, which is, has a great name to it itself, Our Lady of Champion. And, uh, and then the eastern route is the St. Elizabeth Ann Seton route, named for a great uh, early American saint and one who had a deep devotion to the Eucharist. And that will actually start at the tomb of Blessed Michael McGivney, who uh, helped found the Knights of Columbus in New Haven, Connecticut and come along the eastern seaboard before heading west. And then the St. Juan Diego route out of Brownsville, Texas. So again, the southernmost point of the, of the United States. And following the Gulf Coast, that great bastion of Catholic history, one of the, old, you know, the great traditions of, of the faith there, coming through New Orleans to Mobile and the such, and then heading north. And then finally, the St. Hinnipero Serra route out of the west starts at the Cathedral and Archdiocese of San Francisco. And, you know, that's the mammoth one, of course. And we will have support vehicles on each route. There will have to be some driving at times. But, uh, yeah, just wonderful to have these saints, these saints with great connections to the United States, to the Americas, and, uh, of course, to the Eucharist as well. Those are some uh, some powerful heavy hitter saints that we've got there, but I have to say that I, I feel like we kind of won the lottery on the Marian route here in our listening area. I mean, it's just like thank you, that, Bishop that Cousins. Is, that is pretty awesome. That th you know, thank you, thank you, Will Bishop Cousins and and Our Lady for. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, just I think this is this is such a cool effort, and. Um, Gosh, I, I just—it's going to be something that that we will remember for for generate uh, that this will be pointed to for generations. I'm I'm confident. I appreciate you saying that, and God willing, you know, it'll be pointed to as again that a beginning, a missioning, and that we love uh, this idea of the Emmaus model of pilgrimage, where pilgrims, and in, in this case, you know, on the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage, are like those disciples who walk with Christ. 
and he's present to us as we walk and talk and pray together, but you don't really recognize him until you break bread together, right? You know, the Eucharistic aspect of things. And then what did those disciples do? They ran the seven miles back to Jerusalem that same night to spread the good news with their hearts set on fire. So, of course, it can get a little corny, but you got the pilgrimage, you know, there's an end point, but it's also a beginning, and we're excited for that missioning that's going to come out of this as well. Hmm. Well, I'd say that our hearts are getting set on fire right now, but uh, the, the Holy Spirit's got to simmer us down a little bit here for a couple minutes <laughs> as we take a quick break, but, but he'll light us right back up again on the other side. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, We have had a wonderful conversation thus far with Will Peterson, who is the founder of Modern Catholic Pilgrim. And he has a joint effort with the 2024 National Catholic or I'm sorry, National Eucharistic Pilgrimage to Indianapolis. And it's just phenomenal, Will, what you've been telling us about this pilgrimage, uh, starting from four areas of the United States, converging on Indianapolis. And uh, we just want to know more, more, more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can happy to tell you. So we're excited. We've in certain ways, we're looking to kick off this you know, year, the uh, parish year, the revival, 
uh, with Corpus Christi Sunday this June 11th, in that there's a website, eucharisticpilgrimage.org, that went live on the Feast of St. Pascal by Lon last week, who's the patron saint of Eucharistic Congresses, and uh, marking just about a year out from when we're going to begin. But on that website, you can learn more about the four routes, and we have the weekend stops, the cities that we're going to be in each weekend on there listed with the dates, so people can already start planning, you know, what's close to us. And, um, and then also we're going to build that out into the fall and such as we nail down what the events are, you know, during the week uh, for each, each aspect of the route. But even right now, you can actually make your own Eucharistic pilgrimage using a basic free resource, very simple uh, accessible resource on the website uh, so that people, you know, families, right, who are listening can do something on a, a Saturday as a family going to a, a local shrine or the cathedral or church and, you know, having a special intention that they offer up when they receive communion, parish groups getting together, going to a shrine for adoration or, you know, something involving the parish, like these opportunities to be Eucharistic pilgrims now, but then the pilgrimage itself will kick off the uh, weekend of Pentecost, uh, May 18th, 19th, 2024, all four routes will begin that weekend and then converge the day before the Congress begins. The Congress begins July 17th of 2024. The pilgrims will all converge on downtown Indianapolis July 16th of 2024. Mm. So, so well, now, uh, I know you have the different locations of you know where the pilgrimage will be on the different weekends, right? Uh, um, so, uh, for let's say for our northern route here, mm-hmm. how, uh, how much of the day do you anticipate actually processing uh, I assume they'll be stopping at parishes uh, at, at, in the evening, or like, how can people uh, plan to join in? Will there be more information about like when, like, what day it's going to be here, so that we can kind of come from our area where we're living and 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 join on for a portion of the pilgrimage? Exactly, a great question. So. Uh, we like to talk about a general week in the life of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage. And we say general because, as I mentioned early on, there's this sense of engaging with the local church. And in each diocese, it's going to look a little different to the mm, point that in the sure. Diocese of Sacramento in California, they're looking to actually process by boat up the Sacramento oh. River because the river, of course, is named for the Blessed Sacrament. Oh, cool. You know, so uh, we're not quite doing planes, trains, and automobiles, but we've got boats and, you know, and, and a lot of <laughs> yeah. shoes, I'm sure. Yeah. But what we're planning on is having a, you know, obviously attending the Sunday Mass, be it at a local the cathedral in the city we're in, or, you know, major church, mm. again, determined in co- collaboration with the local diocese, and then having a, a formal, solemn procession akin to a Corpus Christi procession, and just inviting people to, you know, take part, right, coming in mm. uh, from around the community to take part that Sunday. And then we have our 12 young adults uh, who will go through an application process this, uh, this summer, we're going to launch the application probably in July and have a few months for, for young adults ages 19 to 29 to apply to be perpetual pilgrims. Mm. So these are young people who will actually be on a route for the full two months wow. and, and accompanying Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and making their way week after week toward Indianapolis. So that those pilgrims with their priest, chaplain, or chaplains you know, because you, you know, need the priest sure. to be doing, or a deacon to be doing the Eucharistic procession and upgrade, be celebrate Mass, hear confessions, be a spiritual companion. So they will, after that Sunday with the whole local diocese and if others want to come in from nearby, they will continue on into their week. And, and like I said, we're working on finalizing details with sure. all these different dioceses, dioceses and reps, and hopefully that stuff will be up by the fall, and if not the fall, certainly early 2024, of like, here's a calendar of the public events where... You know, just about every diocese, right? I mean, Mass, Source and Summit, as, as you alluded to uh, earlier, 
So we're beginning every day with mass. And if it's not beginning, we're ending, you know, every, mass every day. So typically mass in the morning at a local parish or monastery, shrine, what have you, inviting the local worshiping community to take part, and then start the day with a solemn procession, a major procession of maybe up to a mile, hmm. and, and inviting people to take part in that, and so that's a pretty easy, like, I can, you know, I walked, you know, I, I, and, I, and, and that's hopefully accessible to people, and then after, you know, about that mile, conclude that section in prayer, and uh, those who, you know, haven't signed on to continue further for the day would just, you know, be able to go back about their day, but hopefully have that Emmaus encounter, you know, have sure. some discussions on the way back of like, gosh, you know, what's this mean for us in our parish? Yeah. And then the, the Perpetual Pilgrims, Priest Chaplain, and we're going to have segments where people can sign up to join for, you know, a 10-mile day. So we call that the Eucharistic Caravan, like moving forward. So they'll take off. And so the hope is that they'll do procession for about 10 to 15 miles a day hmm. and, you know, stop for lunch along the way at some point. And then, yes, arriving that next evening at a local parish retreat center, shrine, monastery, what have you, uh, to... Uh, you know, receive hospitality, and then also to have events, and and that's ranging right now from praise and worship to adoration, of course, to pilgrim testimonies, to uh, lectures about the Blessed Sacrament, right? You know, the theology of it, and so we're really excited by that too. Of again, this accessibility where people can take part in the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage in so many different ways, right? Attending a mass, attending a shorter procession, you know, joining for a day, coming to a, an evening event, uh, you know, providing a lunch, etc. And then even, as we made mention earlier, making their own Eucharistic pilgrimages. If you're not right, you know, very close to a route, you can't make it the week that they're uh, coming through that area. And uh, we're actually working with the prayer app Hallow to have a, a 60-day prayer challenge throughout the entirety of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage as well, where, again, so people can take part in that, even if they're not able to do any of the walking or be on a route in that way. Wow, that's, that's really neat. Uh, you know, John and I, my husband, John, um, We've been thinking about doing the El Camino, hmm. you know, the Walk of St. James over in Spain. And it's like, now you're talking about this, and I think you just revamped our whole itinerary. Because <laughs> this is so yeah. incredible. Yeah. I, I'm just, like, so grateful to you and the whole crew that's working on this. Because how powerful yeah. is that, especially with what's going on in the world right now, and especially in our country, to have that public witness um, well, yeah, yeah thank body, you. blood, soul, yeah. and divinity. Yeah. I mean, that's like so cool. Now, well, so I, thank you. I was on I was on the EucharisticPilgrimage.com page here um, earlier in the week or last week, um, and I think I was able to sign up for notifications or things like that. Is yeah. that is that right? Correct. Yeah. So right now, yes, you can sign up for general notifications, or you can even specify I want notifications. In this case, you know about the Marian route, the Northern mm -hmm. route, and then. We will, we're building out, there's going to be an event registration uh, opportunity on the website going forward. Once again, we have those events all set up, and people will be asking people to register so we can track numbers for the different events and making sure we've got what we need for that. And, of course, you know, waivers for people who are walking, that type of stuff. But that should go live once we have the calendar posted and everything. Again, this fall or certainly by early 2024 where people can say, hey, you know, and it's all free to take part, but just to register and make sure, sure we can get you the information you need uh, for what you're trying to do with us. Yeah. Well, we thank you so much yeah. for being so, with so us, awesome. Will. Yeah. It's just uh, an incredible 
uh, opening up of uh, all the potential possibilities that we can do uh, to really grow closer uh, in this Eucharistic revival to everything that's important uh, in our faith. Uh, the building is shaking. Uh, there's construction outside the window. So now we're going to have Holy to Spirit's go. Holy Spirit's moving. Yep. <laughs> now we have to go to Aaron, our technical director, yeah. for a so, preview yes, of thank our you, next show. Thank you, Will, for being with us this morning, though. Thank you. Thank you both so much. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you. All right, back to you, Aaron. On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host will be Jacques Daniel coming to you live from Rapid City, South Dakota. Guests will include Teresa Tamio, who will speak about the visitation of Mary, and Charlie Patrizo, founder of Project to Heal, a Catholic ministry that works of getting service dogs to veterans in need. All this and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Awesome. Well, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, huh? it's been an incredible morning. I tell you, every single yeah, every single segment was just so fantastic. Yes. Uh, we have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Our, our faith is so incredibly beautiful. And I just thank all the people who are able to articulate our faith yeah. uh, with just a love and I don't want to say simplicity like in simple-minded by yeah. any means, but just the simplicity and the beauty of our faith yeah. and the truth, beauty, and goodness that attracts all. Those that have fallen away are going to see that beauty and come back or desire to come back. You and the men's retreat, yeah, yeah. How, how you have conversion stories. It's It's been cool. It's been so powerful. I mean, it's the, man, people, uh, men changing their lives around, changing their families around. Um, gosh, I, I wish I had time to share a story about a guy with just his little three-year-old daughter all of a sudden started praying uh, after he came back from a retreat like the next day. She was there praying with her Bible because um, she had just experienced that for the first time with her dad and with her, her family the night you know when he came back from, from the retreat. So it's just, it is, I mean, I, as I'm sitting here with, with what we've gone through today, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by the richness. And I, 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 we say that a lot, right? But I, I'm struck once again by how most people don't experience a life of just profound richness. Yeah. You know, just your day-to-day -day kind of life can be mundane. And we're brought once again into like, there's just so much wonder yeah. in being Catholic. There's so much glory in, in um, living life alongside God. Yeah. And that is what brings people back to the faith that have gone. Yeah. That is what brings people into the faith who know nothing about it except for how yeah. we live yeah. our own. Amen. Let's give all glory to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the, to the Father, Father, and to the, the Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for being with us this morning. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.